The following sermon was delivered on Sunday, February 6, 2022, at the Unitarian Universalist Congregation in Andover by the Reverend Callie Fire. The title of the sermon is Completely Incomplete. Here begins the sermon. Life is not primarily a quest for pleasure, as Freud believed, or a quest for power, as Alfred Adler taught, but a quest for meaning. The greatest task for any person is to find meaning in their life. These are words from Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, Austrian neurologist and Holocaust survivor. So early in January, I invited all of us, speaking as much to myself as to you, to consider how we might move into this new year with intention, with awareness, defining intention as the journey's destination. So this suggestion is to be mindful about what we hope to accomplish, where we're going, and what actions and habits will steer us into that direction both personally and as a community. Sometimes though, it can be difficult to decide on that destination, to know what we want or where we want to be. Sometimes life is so full of noise that we cannot always hear the sound of our own inner voice. Sometimes the difficulty of daily news appears so strong that we can lose sight of what brings us happiness. This happens. It's happened to me and it will likely happen again. Often this happens so gradually that we don't notice until suddenly one day we just realize we are feeling disconnected, maybe overall or maybe in specific circumstances. Now, even though that's rather normal, the disconnection can sometimes be devastating, feeling as if all that we hold dear no longer makes sense. It no longer feels right no longer fuels any passions in our lives. This can happen for a number of reasons. The disappointing actions or words of someone who we respect or value, witnessing or experiencing social or political conflict or unrest in the community, the feeling that somehow the universe or fate or life is out to get us, or at the very least, we aren't in synchronicity with it a feeling that everything is maybe just a bit off or we may have lost interest or in or fallen out of habit with our regular spiritual practices. It's common for people to find Band-Aid solutions for our life issues when things are difficult to face. We find a quick fix just to get us through that moment so we have space to breathe. But whatever we're avoiding in life doesn't just go away. It builds silently and chips away at the joy within our lives. The experience, the end result, is that the excitement or the enjoyment we once felt for the activities in our life decreases or sometimes seems to disappear altogether. Therapist Kim Engel talks about this as a spiritual disconnection. When we become disconnected from mind or from body or from spirit, or a couple of them, or maybe all of them. For example, if we are disconnected from mind and spirit, we might notice a sense of being unrooted, of being detached from our emotions, experiencing symptoms such as fatigue, 
anxiety or stress without understanding why. And if there's a lot going on physically and emotionally, we might even experience strong physical symptoms such as panic attacks. Dr. Engel writes, our body is designed to warn us of danger through our physical and mental health symptoms. Usually unresolved emotions are the culprit for our disconnect and distressed symptoms. There's a lot that we can miss when the synergy between body, mind, and spirit is out of tune. Overplanning and chronic busyness tends to correlate with a disconnected mind and body. When we're going too fast, we're missing the moments to breathe, to observe, to listen to our body, and to feel our emotions. Pushing ourselves to do the plan instead of checking in with how we feel physically and mentally can, over time, create a disconnect. Or when we are disconnected from our body, people might go into extremes to, in order to fit a square peg into a round hole when it comes to their physicality. This can look like over-exercising, rigid dieting, critical self-talk. If we ignore our inner intuition, we can find ourselves in an automatic pilot response, which is also something I mentioned in January. Dr. Engel again, our bodies are designed to speak to us in the form of physical sensations, symptoms, intuition, cravings, moods, and emotions. The strict inflexibility of pushing through tends to strip us of the connection with our physical intuition by encouraging us to look outward for answers to inward questions. As I mentioned, this sense of disconnection can happen to varying degrees and at any time. So adding the compounded experiences of an ongoing global pandemic understandably can easily magnify and complicate any underlying misalignments that we might be feeling. Eric Hall, president of Healthcare Chaplaincy Network notes, physical suffering is often only part of the difficulty that a person faces. There can also be emotional and mental anguish and spiritual distress or struggle. This last arises when a person basics, person's basic belief system is shaken and it can take place whether someone is religious or not. This means that during a major crisis such as the pandemic, we need to make sure that everyone is getting spiritual care. People in spiritual distress often no longer believe the world is a safe place. They might lose hope and have difficult time finding meaning or purpose in what's happening to them. For someone who is religious, that often takes the form of losing faith in a loving God. But even those who don't pray to a higher power still usually have some belief in how the world works that gives them a sense of safety and security. So the question is, what do we do about disconnection? First, we should realize that finding our balance Reconnecting to ourselves again comes back to us as gently and gradually as we drift from it. So the invitation here is to be patient and to accept this period of discomfort as part of a cycle of ebb and flow. Remember that rigidity and trying to force an experience may even deepen what we're feeling. 
Like in a reading about the Enso, the sacred Zen symbol, the beauty is in the imperfection and the incompletion. This is what they look like, by the way. This is a few of them. Perf they are perfectly imperfect, completely incomplete. Practitioner Stanley Lee notes, the Enso is a representation of our true and innermost self. Its creation is said to leave the artist fully exposed at that one particular moment in time. And through lessons of the impossibility of creating the perfect circle, we find that the very imperfections and contours that otherwise prevent a perfect circle from being created are exactly what makes the end so beautiful. Author Joanna Macy calls the work of reconnection to ourselves coming back to life. In her book of the same title, Macy offers an outline for the work that reconnects, which evolves through a spiral that begins with gratitude. It then moves into presence, which means honoring our feelings, including the pain. Then we see with new eyes in the next step, which then opens us up to go forth and apply what we've learned. While this process that Joanna Macy offers derives from an environmental perspective and is largely designed for group work, there is value in standalone practices that have evolved from this work. One of Macy's recommendations for standalone activities is widening circles, which I think can also be helpful as an individual reflection. So the widening circles activity invites us to explore whatever problem might be challenging for us and to reflect on that problem through four different voices. First, we speak to the issue in our own voice. And then we speak to the issue in the opposite perspective from the voice of an adversary or of contradiction. After that, we speak to the same issue again, this time from a voice of a non-human, a plant or animal or mineral or element or whatever resonates for us. And last, we speak to the issue from the seventh generation a being from the future, from seven generations into the future, who might be impacted by the way that we see or follow through on whatever challenges we face. So this is a an deep and intense process and can take 15 to 20 minutes to work through and talk through each of these voices. And in this, it allows us to widen our circle of experience and our awareness of what is challenging us. These different perspectives give us new information that allows us to see through new eyes. We see through the different contours and facets of what is challenging us. And perhaps by embracing curiosity, we can then see a way to reset our, our connection. In Joanna Macy's own words that Nancy shared in our reading, curiosity is a beautiful path and we can walk the path of how we listen and how we help each other listen. Sometimes we're on a path as having a ditch on either side that we could fall into and learning to listen a little calls you back. So from that curiosity and new perspectives and keeping in mind 
the words of Eric Hall, that we need to make sure that everyone is getting spiritual care, whether we are overtly religious or not. We can explore new spiritual practices for ways to reconnect ourselves. Eric Walker Wickstrom suggests that a well-rounded Unitarian Universalist spirituality might invite spiritual practices from many orientations. Naturally, personal spiritual practices and communal worship, of course, but additionally in spiritual partnerships, such as spiritual direction or a prayer partner, mind practices, including book groups or film discussions or adult religious ed programs, such as Unitarian Universalist history or maybe scripture study, body practices like gardening, running, or massage, soul practices that channel our creativity, such as drawing, poetry, music, life practices, which influence how we relate and interact with family, coworkers, neighbors, and strangers, and justice practices, which help us take our faith beyond ourselves. Whatever way we choose to begin our path back to reconnection, we might follow the advice of David White from our meditation poem. Start with your own question. Start with the ground you know. Start close in. Perhaps even take the step that you don't want to take. The answer ultimately is to come back to ourselves, to know ourselves again. We revive ourselves from our separateness, the separation of mind and body from the soul. The Tao Te Ching says, without going out of my door, I can know all things on earth. Without looking out of my window, I can know the ways of heaven. Each of us resides at the center of our own truth. So in returning to ourselves, from that truth evolves our connection to soul and spirit, and we can reemerge fully whole.